Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Back Lounge Podcast. My name is Tank. I'm your host. I'm a tour manager in guitar tech with over 16 years of experience in the touring music industry. And if you're new to this podcast, what we do is just have on guests, usually people in the music industry, and we just have conversations about whatever we want. Nothing is scripted in terms of me having pre-planned questions. We just start rolling and see where it takes us. And for today's episode, I have what I would consider a very unique guest, something that we don't normally have on this channel. We're going to have Jackson Hibbler. Now, if you're not familiar with Jackson's name, you may be familiar with his face because Jackson is one of the longtime reoccurring members of the React channel on YouTube. Yeah, that channel where they have kids react to and elders react to and all that stuff. I wanted to get him on here so we can discuss his experience doing the React Media because it's a wildly popular YouTube channel. If for some reason you're not aware, it was originally founded by the Fine Brothers and was known as, you know, Fine Media for a long time. But the Fine Brothers have sold the company. They're no longer associated with it. And it is now React Media with new producers and stuff like that. But they've kept on a lot of the cast members that do these videos that we've seen over the years. So I got to talk to Jackson about his experience of starting this when he was 11 years old. He's 19 now. So he's been doing this for over eight years. And he was a lot more open than I actually expected him to be. He really got into some of this stuff, man, from the audition process of getting on React Media. He even talked about how he does get paid for this stuff. And then we even got into some personal stuff like how he and other cast members deal with negativity on the internet. He talked about how he was bullied in school for being on this. He even tells a wild story about how he was kicked out of high school, which I wouldn't have expected from somebody like him. So hopefully you guys really enjoy this episode because it was a blast to just sit and talk with him about a lot of different stuff in life. And if you enjoy what you hear and you want to keep up with Jackson, he's all over social media doing his own thing. His handle on just about everything is at Jackson H H it's J A X O N H H. It's got a YouTube channel streams on Twitch has a Instagram and TikTok that he's, you know, pretty busy on. So give him a follow, go check it out. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll have links to all of it below. But if you're listening on the other audio streaming sites, I always like to get that out there for you too. Uh, before we start, I'll address a couple things. For those of you watching on YouTube, you've probably already been asking yourself this, but yes, I shaved my head and yes, I'm wearing an awesome bluey Hawaiian shirt right now. I shaved my head because I just wanted to shave my head every now and then, like every five, six years, I just get bored and want to regrow out my hair. So I just impulse buzzed it the other day, but I also just came home right now and sat down from a neighborhood barbecue, uh, because I realized I had to record these intros and outros to get this out for you. And this is what I was wearing full on dad mode. So I didn't want to change. So enjoy it because this is probably one going to be one of the only times you see me looking like this. And, uh, one more thing before we start. This podcast is available on a lot of different formats. A lot of you watch this on YouTube, which if you're not watching on YouTube, my channel is youtube.com slash tank the tech, but you can also listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. I know people love listening while they're in their cars or out doing things. So I'd like to have it available there too. And if you would like to support this content in any way, the best way is on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash tank the tech. 
Uh, nothing too expensive, and the tiers on there allow you to get early access to videos and releases. There's a private Discord channel and some other cool stuff. So just know that that is not necessary at all. I appreciate it a ton, but more importantly, I just appreciate all of you guys watching this content. But I think that's going to be it for announcements and introductions and stuff like that. So let's just jump into this one. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are here for episode 27 of the Back Lounge podcast. Today, I have a very special and kind of interesting guest for this channel, Jackson Hibbler, most known from the React channel. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of course. I say most known from the React channel because I think that's how people will know you. But like, I want to talk more about like, you know, other stuff you're doing because that's what I find so interesting about, uh, you know, watching the React channel with all you guys doing stuff. I was like, I wonder what a lot of these people actually do when they're not doing videos. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, I've been doing it since I was 11, actually, and I'm 19 now. So, I was going to yeah. ask that because you are one of the staples from that channel that I remember seeing, like, you know, when they used to like, you know, younger kids reacting to stuff. I yeah. know like you and Lucas and, and a couple other people like have been on there for years. So that's crazy. There's there's only a couple of us that have been on like th that are the the OGs. Yeah. Like it's weird to say that I'm an OG because there was there was a time when I was watching it and I was like, oh, my God, I want to be on that. And then I did get on the show. Yeah. So it's it's weird to call myself like an OG when it comes to the React channel. But seeing as how I've been on it for so long, it was the only thing I guess I could be called. I mean, know? I would say you are because, I mean, you've been there through the transition of everything and going from Fine Brothers to React and all that stuff. But but let's let's start at the beginning of that because my I, I told my wife I was doing uh, this podcast with you today because she really likes the React channel and we watch a lot of stuff too. And she was like, I'd be really curious to know like how that works out. So let's let's touch on that. You said you used to watch the channel. You wanted to be on it like... Um, what, what was the process of that, of being like picked as one of the kids that was going to be doing that stuff? Yeah. So as a, as a kid growing up on it, I remember watching like one of the first kids react videos and it was like kids react to Nyan Cat or something. And I, <laughs> yes. I loved it. And I was just like, I remember I was at my friend's house and he's like, uh, they were obsessed with Nyan Cat. And then they, and then there were people watching it and we were like, oh shoot, this is really cool and funny. And uh, that was I was like eight or something like that at my friend's house. And I remember just not thinking too much of it like later on. And then one of my classmates in sixth grade got on the show. His name is Tyler. And everyone in the class was like, oh, oh. yeah, they're yeah. like fr freaking out. Absolutely. Just they did not know what to do. And so I talked to him about it. And so he's like, yeah, they had a casting call on Instagram. And then uh and then i got on the show and it's like okay so i go to instagram and they had this uh like new kids wanted uh mm -hmm. ages eight to ten show up and I, I was 11 at the time and i was like dang i i, I really want to be on this let me see what i could do and so i asked my mom if i could if i can get on she's like what the hell is this, this is stupid <laughs> yeah. youtube what the hell and i'm like mom please 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 my friend's on it i can do it and, and she's like I was, I was like begging my mom to to do it, and she's like, "Do it yourself." Uh, I mean, so I'll I'll help you out with it. Quick, quick frame of reference here. Mm. So you were eleven at the time. Yeah. How old would your mom have been at the time? Probably about my age. <laughs> um, let me see. So she is. She was born in seventy two. 
Uh, okay, so she, well, let's see, nine years ago, 72 to... Okay, I'm not good at that quick math on stage, but me she'd neither. be a little older than me, which is, that, that was a point I was trying to make is, is, is funny, is like, I'm starting to feel old now, mm-hmm. so it's like when I hear stories about stuff like that, I'm like, when people are talking about when they're kids, I'm like, oh, their parents could have been like, how old I am now. <laughs> I will say, my parents were, I don't want to say uh, too old, they were a little bit older, they're yeah. not... Um, uh, they weren't like grandparents' age when they had me. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I have a couple of friends that are like that, but they weren't they weren't in their thirties when they when they had me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was telling my mom, I really want this. Uh, she's like, just do it yourself. I'll just send it through my email, whatever. And so, or at least I was telling her what to to, to say on the email. Yeah, yeah. I was telling her, uh, just they they want ten year olds, but like, just say I just turned eleven, and then uh, and all this stuff, and they're like, great. They sent back a questionnaire. It was like a really long questionnaire. being like, what are your likes? What are your dislikes? Blah, blah, blah. And then um, send it in. They sent me back another super long questionnaire. Fill that out. Send it back. And then they actually had me do an in-person audition. And for that in-person audition, they they sat me in a room at the studio. And they just had just did like a test run. Just be like, mm-hmm. okay, watch this video. Talk. <laughs> That's it. That's the, it's uh, That was the long and short of it. There was, there was nothing to it. And um, as a very hyper 11 year old and I, I stuck on the show and yeah. I, I've never really been apart from it, I guess. Like they um, at the time they would film like once a month, maybe once every two months. Uh, nowadays, I'm in there like once a week. But. Yeah, I noticed like that. I mean, they're they're cranking out videos nonstop. I was actually going to get into that like. How does that eat into your schedule or like what's your process? Is it like a like an eight hour, ten hour day that you're usually blocking off? It's like it's it's one full day. Um, I, I'd say it's about like six hours, not even like okay. maybe like four to I'd say between four to six hours. It's okay. not too bad. Um, they give you they, they can they ask what your schedule is like. It's either Thursdays or Fridays. And they're like, uh, do you want to come in mornings later in the like like noon on like how do you want to do this so i i have the worst sleep schedule so i i do it for like 12 i can relate (laughs) yeah i yeah i'm going to bed at like 3 a.m like every night now which is really bad but um i they uh yeah thursdays or fridays whatever works best and i'll they film like three four episodes and then you're out it's like nothing too bad and it's also a lot of fun like it's Seeing as how like that's like my for right now, that's like my main job, yeah. I guess. Um it's it's just a lot of fun once a week. Like it's it's solid. I love it. It's 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 a lot of fun to to also just hang out with everyone there. All everyone there is super nice. Like the producers, the the other reactors that are on the show, just mm-hmm. so much fun. So when you when you do those videos, you guys are always like paired up with other people and stuff. Uh, do you have a say in who you want to pair up with for a certain video or do they just kind of know your personalities to this point where they think that's who's going to work best for a certain video? Uh, they, they know our personalities best. They, they decide we, um, we, we don't get to pick only because everyone's schedule is different. So they have to work around who's coming and when all that kind of stuff. But, um, uh, either way I get, I get along with pretty much everyone there. There's, I, I can't really pinpoint a person that I don't get along with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, just everyone there is 
so much fun. I'm I'm surprised that I get along with everyone so well. There's usually like maybe one or two people that I didn't uh, like yeah. way back when I, I didn't get along with a couple people. But that was only when you were filming like solo videos and you only see them in the lobby. So, yeah. um, but but now I, I get along with everyone just great. And I, I the producers there are also just really, really nice. It's it's crazy. Like I, I'll just have like one on one conversations with like basically the CEO. She's like like the nicest person ever. Her name's Nicole. She's just the best. That's awesome. Like I, I there there's a couple things I wanted to feed into. And the first one is something I, I I've been very curious about. Um, and I, I personally don't know how much you can say about this, but you referred to this as, as a job, like your main mm -hmm. job. Are you getting paid directly by them or are you like, is it funneling into other social media things that you're earning income that way? Is it more of an exposure thing? Or are you actually making money from filming with them? I make money from working with them. Cool. I can't say how much, but no, no, I am. No, I wouldn't ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I, I do make, uh, make money with them. It's, awesome. Uh, and growing up, uh, since I was under eighteen, I it would go into a Coogan account, which I couldn't touch till I'm eighteen. Yeah. And uh, all that, like over all the years, what I can say is that um, I'm saving up for a down payment on a house. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's that's, that's super the main cool. goal right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, you, <laughs> I th I'm pretty sure you live in Los Angeles, right? A down payment on a house is not cheap. God, <laughs> no. Oh, no. oh, my gosh. I mean, I love L.A., Yeah, but I don't love L.A. It's, uh, have you have you lived in L.A. your whole life? Yeah, born and raised. Nice. That's wild. Not left. I, I haven't had to worry about, oh, the dream, moving out to L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, I, I've. I would not say to move out here unless you already live here. <laughs> like, so, so it's funny you say the dream to move to L.A. because I grew up in Chicago mm -hmm. and that was every kid in like my middle school and high school. It's like after graduation, I'm saving up and I'm moving to Cali, man. And then they go out there for six months and they're like, that's too I'm expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I personally, I don't know if I could live in L.A., um, mm -hmm. I, I love visiting. I have a lot of friends out there and I, I, I love visiting on tour and I love having days off on tour there, but, um, I don't know if I could personally, uh, ever live there one I expensive. Like you said, like I just, mm -hmm. I live in Nashville now and it's like compared to other major cities, it's so affordable. Mm -hmm. um, oh, absolutely. I have a, uh, I have a half sister that lives in Chattanooga. Oh, okay. Great city. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And it, it, but when my wife and I were looking at new houses recently, because we did just recently move, um, we were thinking about the L.A. area ish. Like I, we have a lot of friends that are in like Anaheim and Orange County and mm -hmm. I have a friend that lives in Hermosa. And we were looking at all the different areas around there. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know how people survive and live out there. I really. Oh, don't. yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, I mean, those are the those are the major city areas. Yeah, I live in one of the more suburban areas. It's um, so I'm about 45 minutes out to, to like downtown. Okay. And um, where I'm at, it's a pretty nice area. Like, I, I will say the the city area, the downtown area of L.A. Awful. I, I would not touch oh, yeah. it with a 10 foot pole if I didn't have to Yeah, like that. It's just sketchy and it's also expensive. There's no parking. It's mm -hmm. tight. I don't, I don't, it sucks that I, I kind of work in the, the media world because everything is out there. Yeah. Like I have acting classes in Santa Monica that are um, like just that area alone. Everything is just 
too tight, too like yeah. there's too many people as well. It's like yeah. it's like every major city right now. Like absolutely, and, and, and it's so funny because like. You know, I've lived in Nashville for so long, and when I meet people and I tell them from Nashville, they're like, oh, so you go, like, downtown and go to Broadway and stuff all the time, right? And I was like, no. Absolutely like, no. not. Same with people that live in Vegas. Nobody that lives in Vegas is going to the Strip regularly, you know? Exactly. Like, um, so, yeah, I can I can relate there, man. I mean, but, you know, L.A. is a fun city, but, yeah, I can imagine it's got to be, like, crazy and expensive and stressful and stuff like that. And you say you're 45 minutes out. I assume that's without traffic. <laughs> I think, I mean, that's like half with, half without, I think. That's yeah, like, okay. it, no matter what, there's always a little bit of traffic. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, the only time there's really not traffic is like, what, like 11 o'clock at night when you're just like yeah. on your way home from everything. So, um, I, I, nowadays I'm going out to the city a lot more because a lot of my friends are there. I'm, I'm now getting more into acting specifically. Mm -hmm. So I have to go out there a lot more. But, um, it's like, I feel like L.A. city, like L.A. as a city compared to like New York or something, is just so much more inefficient than New York. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. New York is like a city done right. Well, quote, you know, yeah. uh, but like I compared to that. other metropolitan yeah. areas. Yeah. Like, but L.A. is just super inefficient. That's that's mm -hmm. why I don't think anyone anyone should live here. <laughs> If yeah. you're not already living here, you know, there's there's it's funny. The difference between New York and L.A. too is one of the things that I actually appreciate about New York is I love how direct, which can also translate to sometimes being rude, like how people can be like on the street, like people always have a place to be. They know where they're going. They're like tunnel vision and stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. you can't be lackadaisical in New York when you're walking around, like tourists just get steamrolled there. Yeah. And it's a different vibe in LA. It's a lot more loose and a lot more laid back than a city like New York for the most part. So I, I'd mm -hmm. be more tailored for a city like New York than LA, honestly. Oh, absolutely. I, um, I was there for about like two and a half days. Uh, I would like, first day I was like, where, uh, 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 what, where do I go? What is, what is everything? And the next day I'm like, first you take, you go down to first street, take, make a left, go down, uh, go down to 51st. And then you, uh, and then you're at your place where you want to be. And I was, I was just in the zone there and oh, yeah. Uh, my, yeah my dad got called a cocksucker it was great you know? <laughs> you know? oh i've probably been called worse in new york at some point like it was I mean... so funny yeah this guy was trying to sell us comedy a uh, comedy club tickets and my, my dad was like oh comedy club that sounds cool N my dad didn't know any of the comics and my dad was like trying to politely be like yeah we're good and then he we were he thought we were stringing along, stringing the guy along for like five minutes. So he's like, "You know what you just did? Yeah, you're, you're a fucking cocksucker. You know what you just did to me?" <laughs> As we're walking away, it was the funniest thing. So, dude, I mean, New York. I, mean, I, I don't know if you experienced this, but one of the first times I was ever in New York on tour, I just gotten off like the train. We came in from New Jersey because um, if, if you're going to Manhattan on tour a lot, you can't bring the buses and the semi trucks into the island. Like you have to mm -hmm. park in New Jersey and then go in. So we took the train in and right when I get off the train, some guy comes up to me and just like hands me like a CD. And I, so this was no, like, this no. was like, this was like 12 years ago. And he's like, he's like, yo man, this is my CD. Check it out. I was like, Oh cool. And I'm used to that. Cause growing up in Chicago, that's how we hustled our local bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. But we just gave out demos. So this guy like forces the CD into my hand and he's like, yo man, check out my shit. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And he goes, 
yo, I'm going to need about 10 bucks for that. And I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, we I was have like, that in LA. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, dude. I don't have 10 bucks. I mean, I tried to give it back. He goes, no, no, you already took it. You owe me 10 bucks. And I'm just like, <laughs> I literally, I think I ended up setting it on the ground, like at his feet and was like, sorry, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they hustle out there. And the thing is that a lot of tourists that don't know, a lot of tourists will fall into that stuff. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a game out there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, at, you know the, the the Walk of Fame in L.A. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, there's yeah people in costumes that'll that'll hound you for for pictures. There'll be yeah the the CD people. I remember I I I fell for that when I was like fifteen. Yeah. Uh, I was with a group of people and this uh this giant guy was like, hey yo, here's my CD. You know, hey, what's your name? Writes my name on the CD. Yes. So now I now he can't take it back. That's a and move. then he's like. You know, we appreciate donations. I mean, like, we really appreciate yeah, donations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, eh, okay. I pull out my wallet. I should not have pulled it out in front of him because I had, like, you know, a couple bills in there. Yeah. And then, and I open it up. He's like, I see that 20 in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, ah, you know, uh, no. And I give him, like, a five. And I was like, eh, yeah. Nowadays, it's easy, day. though. Nowadays, it's easy because nobody has cash. You can just be like, sorry, dude, I don't have cash on me. And then you'll probably run into the one person that has, like, a square reader on him. He's like, oh, I'll take a card. They have it on. Lo- yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I've spent so much time right up there because, um, you know, they, they film uh, Kimmel right there on the Walk of Fame. Mm. And I've done the Jimmy Kimmel show with musical guests, like, so many times. We stayed at a hotel right there. Actually, one of my favorite times there, we saw two guys dressed as Spider-Man fist fighting each other because they were like infringing in each other's like space. They were in, in each other's territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's that seems about right. I mean, those cities, L.A. or New York, love them or hate them, there's always interesting stuff going on. I mean, the people for better watching, or for worse. Oh, dude, the people watching is just absolutely fantastic, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh man. Yeah, that- like, um, L.A. is just. It's it's cringy. Like compared to New York, New York is like everyone's rude, but everyone has a purpose. Yeah, L. A. is very uh, soft and very. How do you describe it? It's very um, fake, passive aggressive, fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like... and every everyone wants to be a content creator. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a content creator. Dude, it's, I mean, that's, but that's where we're going right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I started content creation during the pandemic. I just yeah. couldn't tour. I would, if, if COVID never happened, I would never be doing any of the stuff I'm doing right now because YouTube and Twitch for me was just something to do when we couldn't do anything else. And then it did like slowly turn into like a full-time job and I'm still touring here and there every now and then. But it is so easy nowadays with how social media and technology has gone for like, and you're getting young kids that are are millionaires by the time they're 18 because their TikTok explodes or their YouTube explodes. And, you know, talking to other content creators in this realm, I've realized, like, you know, some of the things, some of the different ways you can make money, like, you know, doing music on YouTube or doing talks about music and stuff like that. It's like playing on hard mode, dude. Like you yeah. get into your makeup tutorials and, and, and uh, financial advice and video game stuff. I mean advertisers are paying out the ass for that kind of stuff for ads. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, again, I, I'm not really hip on TikTok. I do feel like it's one of those things I might be a little too old for, <laughs> even though I'm all over social media. Honestly, but I see, that's I, fair. I, I see some of these videos and I'm just like, damn, like it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a TikTok. I post on it like maybe once a month, if even that. Yeah. And 
it's either it's like a 50 50 chance it'll go viral for no yeah. reason yeah. like the last the last video i posted i was playing guitar and i i was just messing around I'm like oh wait a second uh 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 just like uh because I, I was messing up the whole time and i made it into a joke and it four hundred thousand views no reason i'm like dude my average tiktok video is probably like four or five thousand views maybe mm -hmm. and recently i had one i had my first like actual like viral moment on tiktok where uh, Eurovision had just ended and I just made like a little 30 second rant about the voting system in it. It had like a million views in like 24 hours. And I was like, that, that's what did it. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes online, the more I think about content and the more I try to make it something that'll go viral, it doesn't happen. And then it's always the really dumb stuff that I just, I'm not even thinking about. I'm just like, I'm going to make content just to make content. That's the stuff that takes off. Yeah. That's the <laughs> worst part about, it. I will spend like there was a time where I was really obsessed with wanting to make really good videos on like mm -hmm. YouTube and all that kind of stuff, but I never knew what to make. So uh, the one thing that some of the stuff that I'm really kind of obsessed with is like my setup, my like, like, like seeing people set up videos and wanting to do my own. I remember making one and I spent so much time on it and then, uh, or just, or maybe even my keyboard. Like I super obsessed with like, I built my own keyboard and all this kind of stuff. Wanted to show nice. it off, show off the process. Spending maybe like a week on a video and then expecting it to do really well. And then it absolutely tanks. Yep. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's how it goes, dude. Like even on my YouTube, it's like I, uh, you know, I try and do these videos where I'm talking about the behind the scenes of the music industry and I do a lot of research and I put up a lot of information and I'm talking about stuff and it's like, yeah, that video will do kind of good. And then recently I did a video about a guy to show that farted so loud at the concert that everybody in the room heard it over the music. That <laughs> video does like 200,000 views in like a week. And I'm just like, I, I mean, I guess we're just going to do fart content now because that's what people are watching. Like mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's always the stupid shit. It's always yeah. the stupid shit that yep. gets the views. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, or at least the kind of going into how you discovered me, the Slipknot video, yeah, st stuff that gets people riled up. Dude, you know? and that's that's what I wanted to talk to you about too because like, um, you know, I've been watching the React stuff for a while, like way before I was a content creator. And yeah. I, I find it funny because in the last few years, reactions on YouTube have become a, a huge trend. Like mm -hmm. more specifically music reactions, people checking out music videos to stuff they've never heard and stuff like that. Yeah, But the React channel has basically been doing this for years. It's just they have multiple people that are they're filming with. And now it's, you know, people can just sit in their house and do it. So I always joke like when people are like, who do you think is like the OG React channel? I was like, well, if you're talking about YouTube, it's pretty much the React channel. If you're mm -hmm. talking in general, it's probably Beavis and Butthead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I <laughs> let's go back to the Slipknot video and the reactions because... Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. I did that video where I reacted to you guys reacting to Slipknot because I actually saw a couple other content creators do it and it got mad views. And I was like, why not? Yeah. I mean, let's try it, you know? And it did, it took off. And then I started doing a couple more and what have, you know, I will admit that first Slipknot video, I kind of was coming at it in the approach where like, yeah, let's make fun of these kids. Cause they're dumb and they don't know Slipknot, you know, whatever. And that's fair. That's completely yeah. fair. Cause that's why people watch our videos sometimes is that people are, um, I mean, 
they they they'll get people for the videos that don't necessarily listen to the music to try to mm -hmm. first educate them but also like um just have them listen to it and just give their reactions you know yeah like, they want lucas sitting there saying this isn't music exactly <laughs> you know? yeah they want yes exactly so my my approach to this i i genuinely 100 i love watching the gen z react videos now because for me it turned it went from that slipknot video where it's like i'm gonna roast these kids just because it's funny to i'm genuinely curious to watch your guys's discovery of music so like I haven't released it yet while we're filming this, but I just did one on the uh, hip hop, the 90s hip hop that you guys did. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I, I loved 90s hip hop. Like I don't, people may not know that cause I'm a metalhead, but like, dude, I knew every song in that. And I actually took a lot of points that you guys were talking about and discussed more. And then I talked about the history of some of these groups. So I kind of turned it more into like my own video than just the person sitting there watching you guys react and laughing and making fun and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things, though, going back to that Slipknot video that I noticed, and it's something I wanted to talk to you about because I was really curious. Mm -hmm. I don't remove comments from my Facebook page or sorry, my my YouTube page, like my channel comments on videos. Um, yeah. Because once you start doing that, it's kind of a slippery slope and whatever. But on that video, the my video watching you guys watching Slipknot, I blocked and deleted and hid users from my channel more on that one video than any other, than anything else ever. Cause when people are making fun of me, I'm fine with it. Cause it's my channel, whatever I can take it. But that video got so many aggressive, hateful comments of, you know, people ripping on the kids in the video for being gay. And that's putting it politely. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it on my video. So I go look at your guys's videos and I see the same thing and it's pretty depressing. Like we know how the internet is. We know how trolly people can get, but with you and maybe some of the other people that you're close to on the react channel, how do you guys deal with that kind of stuff? Like how do you mentally handle like this video goes out and then all the internet trolls just start saying aggressive, hateful stuff. Like do you just ignore it or is that something that you've just learned to deal with? I think it's a little bit of both mm -hmm. being on the channel for so long. It's, uh, it's hard. I, I don't know. Like sometimes at least with the videos I'm in, I, sometimes I hate how many nice comments I get about me, mm -hmm. which is kind of weird to say, but like so a lot of times when I'm in a video and I like, Oh, and I can name oh this, this band, this, this kind of music. A lot of people are like, he knows his stuff, but then all the comments will be about, Hey, he knows his stuff. And then I feel bad for the other people being like, I'm getting all this attention when there are other people in the video that are doing just as fine, you know? Yeah. And I, I always hate that. But when it comes to hateful comments, yeah, like it's always that one that gets you. It's never, it's, it's never like the, however many nice comments that yep. like, Oh, it, you brush it off. It's always the, the, the super hateful one comment mm -hmm. and growing up, I mean, I wouldn't take it as bad because there's only so much you can do. Like, you can't really be like, oh, I hate everything now because of this one comment. But, I mean, I can only imagine for maybe, like, Lucas or or for some of the other people that are on the channel that get really hateful comments, mm -hmm. how they take it. Because there's only so much you can take after a while, you know? For sure. And, um... 
also being a live streamer and getting some really awful people. Um, I've gotten, uh, I've gotten my address pulled up before. I've, uh, there was a forum where, uh, I was being sexualized, like, uh, uh, by by older guys. I think, uh, and that I found out more recently, and they've been doing it since before I was eighteen. So there was that. Um, bunch of people in my in my Instagram DMs, uh, saying some really hurtful shit. I feel like that's the worst of it. When I get when I get really hurtful shit in my Instagram DMs because mm -hmm. it's it's them specifically going to your page and saying yeah. some of the most vile shit imaginable. Yeah, like because it's like people. <laughs> People on like I always say you you touched on a lot of things that I brought up in other conversations with people too like for some reason as as human beings we could get ninety nine compliments and for some reason that one negative thing is the thing that weighs on us the most I think that's just yeah. how we're wired like and at the end of the day you can't please everybody and if you are you're probably not doing something right anyways you know what I mean <laughs> like. Um, but that's, that's the thing about the internet. The internet is a great place, but it's also a horrible place because some of these people, I don't know whether it's they're bored or they don't have anything better to do or what it is, but they can't just watch a YouTube video and dislike the person on it and then maybe leave a stupid comment on the YouTube. They go out of their way. They go find the Instagrams. They go find the live streams. They go find whatever. And it's like, they've made it their mission to just go after the one person online that they don't like. And yeah. I've seen people that I actually know do this, like where, God, they watch like a, like an influencer on Instagram and they decide they don't like them. And then they make that their whole personality where all they do is try and roast this person. And I'm like, why? Like, you don't even know this person. And yeah. the sad thing is, is that these comments that we, we see online, 99% of those hate comments, a person would never say that if you were in the room ever. Exactly. Like not because they might be afraid of you or anything like that, but it's just, it's just, that's just not them. Society, they, they, yeah, I, you don't yeah. do that. Yeah. And, um, funny thing. So, um, oh shit, forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I it's had just, it too. Oh, I, I remembered. Go, go, go. So, um, it's growing up, it was always the music videos that I was in that, uh, that would get the most hate comments because, really? Yeah, it well, you'll you'll see why in a second because okay. it was as a kid, you know. I mean, they would give like, oh, do, do kids know Queen? Do kids know ACDC? Yeah. You know that that's fine. It's the boy bands. Uh... It is always the boy band. So I remember at the time I hated One Direction, absolutely hated them, and I uh -huh. and I made it clear in the video, you know, and. Teenage girls always being like, you're the worst person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I have a knife and I'm coming to your house. That's like stuff like that. I got death Dude. threats from, from that stuff. It was, uh, and that was the first one. And yeah. the second one was a, was a boy band called Why Don't We? And yeah, Never exactly. <laughs> and it was, imagine One Direction if they were younger and, uh, they weren't good at music. So, uh, and like pushed out by the industry to you know yeah, yeah. to get teenage girls, that was their fans were diehard. I still get stuff to this day about them, which wow. is hilarious. Like I remember, and I would engage with these people, which is the best part. Mm -hmm. I would get DMs on Instagram, and they'd be like, "How can how dare you say that about my favorite boy band? 
how dare you are vile. You are the worst. And I'd be like, <laughs> lol. And I, I'd DM it back to them. And then uh, and I'd wait for them to say some 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 dumb stuff again. I'd be like, you good? <laughs> it was just Dude. waiting for them and calling them out because I thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah. Do you, do you still do that or do you just disengage at this point? Oh, I disengage. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I had to learn that, too. Like, when I first started doing YouTube, I, for some reason, if somebody would leave me a shitty comment... I'd be like, yeah, I'll fire back and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like I realize that that's what they're looking for. When people yeah. are trying to do that, they're waiting for you to respond. So if you just completely ignore, don't even acknowledge the fact that they've said anything, it's like whatever. And and I will say I, on my YouTube and Twitch, I've built a fantastic community that I'm very happy with and very proud of. There have been a handful of videos I've done, though, more, more when they're specific, like mm -hmm. going to what you were saying, uh, bands have like there are certain bands and groups that have such diehard fan bases where it's in any genre too. Like, cause I'm a big metal head and I see it in metal a lot. Like there are certain bands that if you, you, if you say you don't even like them, their fan base is just on alert dude. they, they go nuts. Absolutely. So I've, I've had some videos before where I've talked about a topic of a band and I've um, just expressed an opinion or something like that. And then, the backlash is insane. I've only had one video that like literally sent me into like a depressive spiral where I got off the internet mm. for like three days. And I'm like, I don't think uh, dude, it's like, I can't imagine the content creators that just get people coming after them like this all the time. I, I could, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I'd snap. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's why I always think like, especially with um, kids in any kind of entertainment industry, like I, I still don't know how I feel about it. In, especially in music, like with you guys, that's one thing because you're not really out in public. I mean, you are, but it's on the internet. Like nobody can be right there and do anything. Yeah. But like kids in the music industry, man, drives me nuts. Like I see, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Mason Ramsey, like the yodeling Walmart kid. Yes. From like, yeah. So, so I worked in country for about six years before the pandemic. And mm -hmm. when he got popular from those viral videos, uh, he got signed immediately he got management immediately and I saw that for what it was. The second it happened, I was like, he's going to be a cash cow for about a year and then they're just going to get rid of him. Yeah. And one of the most depressing things I ever saw was we did one year, we did a performance at the ACM Awards in Austin, the uh, Academy of Country Music, big live televised event at the arena. And he was supposed to perform and he was also supposed to like introduce uh, an award or something like that. And during taping rehearsals, he was having a hard time reading his lines from the, the teleprompter and stuff like that. And he kept messing up. The producers at the show are screaming at this kid. His managers no. on the side of the stage are like, dude, get it together. You know, like all these adults are yelling at like this 12 year old kid because they are putting him at the same level of expectancy of professionalism as they would another adult. This this kid was in tears, dude, trying to That's do his parts. Disgusting. And I'm like, anytime I see kids in the industry like that, I'm like, they they it kind of drives me nuts because I'm like, they gotta have people around him or around them um to genuinely care about them to make sure everything's good. Um and a lot of the times, like I I, I swear I saw their managers were on the side of the stage when this was happening. And when he finally performed and got everything down, I saw one of them just go like this. I'm like, for, for people listening on Spotify or whatever, I'm doing the hand gesture for like money. 
And I'm just Holy like, that's what this is. Shit. And then a band member for a huge country act. Um, I won't name who it is because I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he was complaining backstage one day about Mason and how he acts on the tour bus. He's like, yeah, he's, you know, he's like super hyper all the time and he's just yelling and like playing video games and throwing stuff around. I'm like, he's fucking 12. (laughs) What what do you, what do you, what do you, you're, you're complaining about a kid being a kid. Yeah. Like, they have not, they have not been through enough to realize, you know, for, like you said, how the industry is like, how, like, let alone act on a tour bus. Yeah. Like. Oh my god. I mean there are adults there are adults that don't know how to act on a tour bus. Like, you know, it, it's it's yeah. it, it, I mean, I don't know, man. Anytime I see kids in this industry like um that girl Harper right now that like she got super big online cuz she was doing like harsh vocal covers of bands. I think she's like 12 mm. and she, like Rise Records is putting stuff out with her and she's doing collabs with other bands and I, I just really, I don't, I haven't seen anything weird with that situation, but I just see stuff like that. And I'm like, I hope she has the right people around her that are going to genuinely care for her safety and her mental health, like in the industry, because this industry and, and, and any, any entertainment industry, whether it's music, movies, TV, whatever, it's fucking brutal. Like yeah. it's like children should not be subjected to anything like this. Yeah, no, I completely agree because um, growing up, my mom uh, forced me into acting. Like, well, not even forced me, but like she, she heavily pushed on me and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And, um, it, she was like, if you, if you just get one commercial, you get one thing, you're set for life. You get so much, you get just one thing. And I never wanted to push myself. I never wanted to put myself in, in anything because I mean, for one, I hate, hated memorizing. And I just, just, I hated that space i remember mm-hmm. there were there were a couple other friends that i had that were in that space and their parents were just the parents are the worst the parents mm-hmm. are the worst mine are great I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean let me let me set that aside my mom yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom and my dad absolutely fantastic and once i was like i really don't want to do this they they left it and they they're like you know what it's fine it's cool yeah. so and i i love them for that because if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be back wanting to do it you know, mm-hmm. it was them easing up that that allowed me to want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I see I see parents that are just that are that hound their kids to 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 do all this stuff because then because they want to be successful. The parents want to be successful yeah. based on their kids. Yeah. They want that. They want those bragging rights. They want the um, uh, it's. A lot of it is bragging rights to yeah, brag to their sure. friends. Yeah, my my daughter's in this hit movie. Wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Like it's it's stuff like that. But it's also they they push their kids too hard. They push mm-hmm. their kids way too hard when they should be busy busy being kids. They yeah. should not be focused on like uh, making money at such a young age. Because look at Michael Jackson. I mean, yeah. he never he he never had that kid life yeah. and stuff like that and. It's it's insane the kind of people that wind up in the industry and taking advantage of kids, taking advantage of like like whether that's taking advantage of them financially or sexually or anything like that. It is it, the industry for kids. It's I don't think the industry should be meant for kids. No, I, I really don't either. I mean, I know when you're talking about like acting and stuff like that, like, you know, there there are. I mean, movies and TV would be a lot different if, you know, only people that were 18 or older could be in them. You've got to have, you know, kids and scenes and stuff like that. But it's like 
seriously, like look at, I mean, legendary child actor for my generation with Macaulay Culkin. It's like, exactly. Dude, yeah. look at him now. It's like they never let him be a kid. They were forcing him in all these movies and stuff. And now it's like, you know, and mm-hmm. as I, like sometimes I wonder about these people in the in the music industry, too. It's like, you know, it's not so much part of the scenes I've been in, but I hear these stories about these like K-pop artists that I mean, I, the I've K-pop heard industry is awful. I've, I've heard it's absolutely awful that like the drug abuse and ba- just just abuse in general from the people that are like running the careers of these bands. It's like. It's crazy to hear about that stuff, man. And I'm just like, you know, at what point there's a, there's a South Park episode from way back in the day where they kind of touch on this, where, uh, the whole episode is like paparazzi and people not leaving Britney Spears alone. And by the end of it, like Mm -hmm. she's reached the end of her rope. And the whole point was like their point of their joke in the show is like, this is what we do. We put people on a super famous pedestal and we push them to the mental brink of no return. And that's, yeah. that's just, that's what we do. And like, nobody looks at it. Like it's weird. Like, oh, it's just, absolutely. People feed off that people. Like I, I hate that as a society, we do, we look at like, we, we go on Instagram and we're waiting for the next like crazy story of somebody that like famous person that lost their mind or they lost everything yeah. or something like that. It's like people, people genuinely love to see people that have, have been put on a pedestal, just torn down. I completely, yeah, I I agree. People are always looking for that. They're, they're looking for, for the next thing to hate on and the streaming industry. Like I, I, I'm not in the streaming community as like, I'm not a big streamer to be in the streaming community like that to know other streamers. But, um, I was talking to one of the producers of react the other day because I wanted to pitch an episode about streaming and like, like, do do people know? Can you guess the streamer? Can you guess this? Uh, can streamers guess the streamer? I, I had that pitch, and then I was going to producers, being like, "Hey, uh, who? Which producer knows about the streaming space?" And one of them was like, "Yeah, I worked for Hundred Thieves, and th- they are children. They, like they, uh, sh- uh, they they got to where they were based on immaturity, but also they are so afraid of what they say because." They their whole industry is based on what people think about them. Yeah. So they have to be so careful and they have to like no matter what. Yeah. And it's it's sad to think about, but it's also like everyone is worried about being canceled. Everyone yeah. is worried about like that one thing that they say that may not be okay, you know? Yeah. And the and, people that are the most successful are the people that don't care. Yeah. There is a certain sense though in streaming as opposed to doing content like on YouTube and stuff. Like people are more careful about what they say, because like you said, everybody's getting canceled. Like on streams, you, you don't get edits and redos. You say, you say one wrong thing on stream, your entire content career could be done in a second. Exactly. So I, I somewhat get that people are trying to be careful. I mean, I've gotten, uh, you know, my, my YouTube and my content, I'm not worried about, uh, stepping on a lot of toes or anything like I have had artists and labels and management from the music industry reach out to me and tell me I can't be talking about the things I'm talking about because the general public shouldn't know how music business works and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've had more bands tell me that they think it's cool because it gives a behind the scenes look at how stuff works and stuff like that. But um, I'm not worried about stepping on a lot of toes, but I have still had people actually give me a hard time for not going further than I do. Like 
there mm-hmm. are certain times where I don't want to drop names because I it's, you know, tour stories or something like that. And I don't want to drop names. And so it's like, it's kind of like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Cause it's like, if I, if I tell a story and drop a name, maybe those people involved with that story are not going to be happy with me. But then if yeah. I tell the story and don't drop the name, there's going to be a handful of people that watch that content. They're like, oh, he's not telling us who actually did it. And like, you know, so it's. Yeah, I feel like win. it's better to be safe than sorry in that yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, it's those handful of people are parasocial, very parasocial, where they want to know every little detail about everybody. Mm-hmm. And the parasocial, the parasocial aspect of uh, the Internet world is is the biggest problem right now is the biggest biggest problem they want they want to be friends with everybody on the internet so bad they want to find out every little detail they want to find out every everything about that the person that they like so much and i've i've struggled with that with the people on my live streams in my space and it is awful like the um I remember there was this guy in my Instagram DMs and he he DM me being like, hey, I love your stuff, all this kind of stuff. I don't respond to any Instagram DMs. Yeah. That is to be safe about anything because the moment you accept it, the more they continue to try yeah. to talk yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I got a DM, hey, I love your stuff. Obviously, I didn't respond. He took it personally yeah. that I didn't respond to him. And he, <laughs> this is funny, Like it, he's like, if you don't respond, I'm sending you pictures of my shit. <laughs> okay and obviously i didn't respond did he he sent three separate oh pictures of his shit God. on three different no actually the the funniest part about that was he sent a single picture of his shit absolute <laughs> log that thing was you know absolute like he like he was he was a skinny guy i'm surprised you know oh but God. um i blocked him yeah he created a new account followed the same amount of people and posted the same pictures maybe like one less or one more and i only knew it was a new account because his the bio was slightly different each time yeah so he would he went through the effort of doing all that every time just to send me a new shit pic wow yeah that's it, <laughs> it, it i have uh I've never gotten anything like that yet, to be honest. You're, you know what? You're missing out. You're missing <laughs> out, man. I mean, These people, they they are some entertainment in and of no. itself, man. They I, are I, Dude, oh. I know what you mean though. There is a sense I've, you know, I've I've been very protective uh with my content of um everybody in my family that's not me for the most part, because I'm the one that's on screen. I don't yeah. mind putting my stuff out there. It's like my name isn't a secret. P- like I do people know I live in Nashville, stuff like that. Um, but you know, people know my wife's name and stuff, but she's rare. She's been on, on camera maybe twice in three years mm-hmm. and it's always been live streams. It's not like permanent content. Uh, we've never posted our child on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I, 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 I'm not judging anybody that does, but for us, it's like, I'm not putting my kid on social media one, because there's a lot of weirdos out there and she's super young and two, she can't even consent to it. She's two. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I completely so, agree. Yeah, so. I feel like um, Casey Neistat does the same thing, where she uh, where he blurs his his daughter's face out. Yeah, yeah. That's what, in the rare occasion we actually have a pic. Like we we went and saw Bluey live recently, which was fantastic. There's a live show for Bluey, dude. It's it's so good. It's oh. so good. Um, we we posted a picture of me, my wife, and our daughter outside the show, and we like put something over her face and stuff like that. But yeah, that was, that was a fantastic show. Mm. Um, 
but it was, it was the first time we took her to anything like that, like out in public in a big atmosphere. And she actually did really good. And it was, it was an absolute blast. And I, I will say there was a few moments where I got kind of like teary eyed because like watching my daughter interact and enjoy something that much, it was just sitting there with a smile on her face. Like it's, it's like the coolest thing ever. But um, I do keep a lot of stuff close to my chest because like you said, people, they see you on the internet and they feel like they're entitled to like everything about you. Exactly. And it's like the same, I've seen the same thing happen to artists that I work for in the music industry. People feel like just because they buy a ticket to the show, they're entitled to all the attention from that artist and whatever. And, you know, I've made it very clear to a lot of people in my content, like, I don't owe any of you anything. And I, 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 I know they all understand or my regular viewers do because we've talked about this, but it's like, I appreciate every single, every single one of you watching my content. I appreciate the, the people that are signed up on Patreon and that sub on Twitch. But at the end of the day, I and other content creators don't owe you guys anything. No, like, not at all. And that's that, that really is what it is. And people would make the argument like, well, you wouldn't be anything if people didn't sub and watch your channel. I'm like, you're right. That is true, but just because I'm on the internet and you watch my channel doesn't mean that you deserve my 100% undivided attention at all times because people look at the screen and they don't think about what's going on other places. They don't, I know people that like watch my videos and like, you know, casually, they don't, they may not know that I have a wife and a two-year-old and dogs and a house and I do other stuff when I'm home and it's like, you know, they, they you just have a see, life outside of what they see. Exactly. And it's, you know. It's the same with a lot of content creators. They don't see past the person that's on the camera and think of them as a real human being. People on the internet have been dehumanized is what mm -hmm. it is. Like they're just objects for attention at this point. And this may sound like I'm complaining. I'm really not because if it was that big of a deal to me, I just wouldn't be doing content. It would be yeah. that easy. But um, yeah, there is, there, there, there's just that problem with the dehumanization of, of people that are doing content creation and stuff like that. And I also think that that dehumanization also crosses over to some content creators. The, I think there are people that don't value themselves as much as they should as people because of the way that other people are constantly treating them. Oh, I completely yeah. agree. Like, um, there, there are... A lot of content creators have this uh it's it's this complex. What's the what's the word for it? It's um shoot, I, I completely forgot where they uh they they consistently feel like they are not worthy of being in the position that they're in. Uh I mean it'd be like an inferiority complex kind of yeah, but, but the the other way around, yeah. Yeah. It's like um imposter syndrome. That's what it is. Where they Okay. Yeah, where they feel like they, they got where they are. They're great people, but they feel like it was given to the wrong person. And they mm -hmm. and they they try their best to to still make the content that they make, but they they feel like they should not be where they are. Mm -hmm. Like uh there's this YouTuber Jaden Animations, uh and she um she she felt that for a while. There was a at the time a YouTuber Call Me Carson where uh he had a big uh that inferiority complex and um so many other creators have felt that way and to an extent i i kind of felt that way too where it's like oh i was just 
I don't feel like a celebrity. I don't feel like this this person. Like it's so mind boggling to like being put out there for an audience that you feel like you don't have and you feel like you don't like that that you haven't earned. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it it, it kind of fucks with your mind a little bit. I, I, I had to work through that too, if I'm being honest. I mm-hmm. still feel like me sitting here, like I still, uh, I say this to like, cause I've made a lot of friends doing content, both that are also content creators and people that I just got to know from doing my channel. And I've had this talk with people where I'm like, you know, I, I just still feel like normal ass, regular dude. That's yeah. nothing special that like I do content, but I had to work through a lot of that. Cause I felt that too. I was like, you know, I guess at a certain point you do when you're doing content have to just accept the fact that, you know, there, there are people that are, are placing you bigger than you think you actually are. And I've, I've, I've had a few incidents happen recently where I've been in public and someone has recognized me and I still find that so mind blowing that like, yeah. like, I was like, I don't know, like I the, <laughs> My wife and I, uh, about six months ago, we moved to the suburbs right outside of Nashville. And the first time we moved, I went to a grocery store and, uh, we're in this area that's like a big military town area. And there's this dude walking down the, I mean, I'm in the cereal aisle, just in like a hoodie and a pair of gym shorts and sandals, like whatever. Not thinking about it. No, not at all. And some huge buff military guy walks by me and he's like, Hey, are you tank? And I'm like, uh <laughs> that's got to be the best feeling ever <laughs> yeah, though. Like, like the first the first time is always the most yeah. like, well I, I i dude at first i thought i did something wrong and he was like could like beat my ass or something and he goes i was just like yeah and he goes dude i love your channel and i was like what like really and the crazy thing is when i go to concerts now especially if it's a band that i've covered on my channel it is just an inevitable thing now that I'm going to have a couple dozen people coming up throughout the night, like taking pictures, talking. And it's like, I don't want anybody hearing this to think I'm like, like bragging or sounding arrogant. It's still a little odd to me. It's still like, I, no, I completely agree with you. I just feel like that regular ass normal dude. And it's just kind of interesting. Like even my last tour that I went on, dude, it was bonkers. Like who are you touring with? So earlier this year, I did a tour with Powerwolf, this German power metal band. Okay. And um, they came over to the States for the very first time, and they wanted an American on the crew, so I guitar teched. And, uh, like, during changeovers, going into their set, like, tons of people in the front row of the crowd would be, like, yelling at me because they reckon they're really? like, oh, fuck, it's Tank, like, from YouTube and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow. And uh, the same thing, uh, I'm, I'm going to be tour managing Electric Callboy this summer, and I've already had people hitting me up being like, Hey, when they do their VIP meet and greets, are you going to be doing it with them? And I'm like, no, that's awesome. <laughs> like, it's it's it is. But it's like it's wild. And I've got to make I've got to put my foot down and separate that. Like, you know, there's a difference between the dude that you see on YouTube and the guy that's getting hired to go work for bands like, I, you know, even these two jobs that I've taken recently, I've told their managers. I'm like, listen, I just want you to know that I take my job seriously and you're going to be getting the work version of me and you don't need to worry about like the YouTube version of me being out there. Like I'm not going to have my camera out, you know, and I could tell even on that first tour this year, it was my first tour back since the pandemic because pandemic happened. We couldn't tour. I had a kid. I wanted to stay home. I could tell on that first tour, there was a, a moment like a stand, not really a standoffish moment, 
but a moment where this band's crew was feeling me out on the first day. Like it was like, all right, is this guy just good at talking big on YouTube or does he actually know what he's doing? And after that first show and everything went well, they're like, okay, like this is, this is legit. We don't have to worry about, you know, cause there are a lot of content creators that 100% are full shit. There's been, oh, yeah. there's been YouTube musicians that have gotten hired for gigs. And the second they get out to do a gig, people realize like, oh, they've basically been editing very well and faking everything they've been doing on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Like, yeah. um, what's it called? Uh, going into what you were saying about like people recognizing you, mm -hmm. like for the, I don't get recognized often. Like I all have that like once once every couple months, like someone yeah. coming up to me and recognizing me. And sometimes I'll be with my friends and then my friends make fun of me for it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but then um, I think the, the time that I got recognized the most for it was in school. And that was the worst. That was the worst because kids are fucking brutal. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> and the fact that I was in school with them, they, they went out of their way to make me feel like shit. And it was always the same three questions. How'd you get on? Do you make money? How much money do you make? Can you get me on? Yeah, yeah. The four, and I'm telling you, it was like clockwork. Every single person. And the fact that I was in school with them made it so that um, it's not like they were coming up to me as a fan. They were coming up to me with the intention of either clout chasing yeah. or uh, just trying to, to make fun of me. And it was... Again, like clockwork. Every single person that would say, like, teens react kid, teens react, like all that. Um, I was I was bullied for it in middle school. High school, it was a little better, but I still got it every so often. And sometimes people would would come up to me for for that, like they were cool with me. They they uh they were like, you know, they respected me for it. They loved that. But then other times they would be like, kids react to as I was walking by, and it would just I, I hated being a part of the channel. I, there's, I There's three things to that, though. And one, like you said, teenagers are fucking brutal. Yeah. Teen teenagers are the worst people on the planet, hands down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, completely. Now, now, the internet has made a lot of adults horrible, too. But, like, you know, being being a teen, I, I look back to my high school days now, and, like, they were not great at times, too. Like, teenagers are brutal. And also because they're still kids. They don't know how to act in society, you know. Yeah. But another part of that is like we talked about, people love to just break down people that are that they see on a pedestal higher than them. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing could legitimately be envy or jealousy. Yeah, those and kids probably wanted to be on there and they weren't, so they wanted to make you feel about sh like shit about it. Yeah, and it, there was there were people that I noticed that were like that, and there were other times when uh, it it was la it wasn't necessarily jealousy, but they they wanted they wanted that self gratification yes. of uh of that one internet kid be uh always always hating on that one internet kid you know yeah. it was brutal it um seventh grade was the worst year for me like I'm talking like I middle school I feel like is the worst because it's when kids realize they can say no they realize when they can uh they can actually sort of be their own person yeah. you know and seventh grade i got bullied like crazy i um what's it called i was actually contemplating suicide back in like seventh grade because i was just so heavily bullied by everyone around me 
and my grades were shit. I never wanted to do, uh, I never wanted to go out and do anything. I, I was, I was, for the, the best way I could put it, I was in a happy depression where, um, I never felt like I was depressed, but all the, everything that came along with it, like, that's that's what I felt, and yeah. uh, it was a combination of of getting bullied from teens reacting, or actually at the time it was kids react, being bullied for for kids react, and um, and just being bullied from middle schoolers in general. And I, for the longest time, I just did not want to be on the show. I I hate it. Like as someone who's an extrovert and loved attention, it was the first time where I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. I I don't want people looking at me like that. I don't want people, um. I, I don't want that sort of attention anymore. And I just kind of stuck with it. My mom was like, look, I understand if you want to not be on it, uh, but um, just like, it, it's it's your decision. And um, at the time, it was, um, I got into, there was like this one big fight with this um, this guy. His, uh, his name was Jordan. And he just, he was that, 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 major like middle school bully that you would that you would think of and it i i got into i got into like a fist fight with him and it was at the time where everyone knew who i was but didn't want to be my friend mm -hmm. and it it that that's why i say seventh grade was like the worst was because everyone thought i was that one annoying internet kid yeah everybody there was only like a handful of people i would um I would go into one of the rooms at lunch and play blackjack with one of the teachers because I I didn't have any friends. I can and, relate to that. Seventh yeah. se seventh grade for me, I spent my lunch hour in my science teacher's room playing computer games because I didn't want to go to recess. Yeah, exactly. So. It was like after that, eighth grade was was better for me. And then all throughout high school, uh that 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 outgoing extroverted personality won everybody over and i loved that i yeah. i had the best time throughout high school because i was uh i i became friends with everybody i was friends uh i had my own group of friends they became the stoner kids and then i um i became friends with the the football kids i became friends with the rotc kids i became friends with just like uh like every click that you can think of i would bounce around from group to group because i hated yeah. staying in one spot and it was uh it was the the best time for me and i was just enjoying every moment of it. it and that was the time when um being made fun of for for kids and teens react didn't really bother me as much because i had learned to navigate it learned to to kind of go around it and high school was the the best time for me i had a really really good time and it it was such a stark difference because people were maturing Mm -hmm. And so people knew how to act at least a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it was, it became such a great time for me until I got kicked out of high school. So you got kicked out of high school. Yeah. I got kicked out of high school. <laughs> what? Yeah. What did you do? I was so uh, graduated in 2021. Oh 19, my God. So I, I graduated in 2005. <laughs> 2005. <laughs> Can I make you feel old? I was born in 2003. Yes. I was a junior. Uh, yeah. Junior in high school in 2003. No, wow. sophomore, sophomore. I like making fun of my friends. Cause I have a, I have a lot of older friends that are like 
mid 20s or uh, early 30s sort of mm. people and i love making fun of them <laughs> just be like <laughs> yeah i can drink and not get hung over <laughs> yeah. yeah oh dude yeah nope i don't yeah. even drink anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> like... i mean i what's it called i the first time i drank was uh on a trip to france when i was 18 so and i i don't i don't really drink so yeah but okay, I, I love so, making fun of them for it so yeah. so how'd you get kicked out of high school let's hear it so 2021 i was supposed to graduate and uh pandemic hit when i was uh second semester junior oh and, wow i didn't even think about that when you said that so you had to deal with school during the pandemic yeah oh wow and okay. with that i had um you know i just kind of went through it the second semester everyone's kind of figuring stuff out just be like you know look finals will go easy on them we don't care let's just like because everyone can cheat who cares we'll, we'll figure stuff out yeah for senior year and uh, senior year, I had the bright idea to live stream during class. And, uh, I had, I had a plan for it. So I had yeah. told my friend, uh, Hey, what do you think of me live streaming during class? And he starts laughing. And, uh, I didn't realize till the day after that he was laughing at how stupid it was and not laughing at how funny it was. Yeah. So, um, I, what I did, my plan was I was going to live stream during class and it was only going to be my face. And since it was through it was through Microsoft Teams where uh, with our with our school laptops and I what I had done was I had hooked up OBS to to be my camera for for class. And you only had to turn on your camera for like a presentation. And luckily, I was presenting the next day. So I had everything planned. And so wait, really I, quick, it, just to clarify, when you say you were live streaming in class, you're talking about live streaming like the team's online classroom not actually being physically in your school, right? No, not being in not Okay, being in okay. Sorry, I wasn't following that. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. So, um it was just my face. And uh it wasn't going to be anyone else's faces. It wasn't going to be anyone else's names. It wasn't going to be anything else. So, and I thought that was going to be fine cuz I mean, legality-wise, I thought if you didn't show people's faces, you know, it was, it was fine. So, uh, when it was my time to present, I turned on my camera and they saw chat. They saw my alerts and everything. I had about 150 people in my live stream and they, and I told them to spam. I told them to spam like anything. Cause I just wanted visually to, to make it look like, Oh, he's live streaming. Yeah. And, uh, that day I made more than the teacher. I, uh, uh, in do donations wise. And it was hilarious. I, I was, uh, I was just presenting. And then the teacher was like, that's a, a great, you know, whatever. What's all that stuff on your screen? And I'm like, pardon? Uh, what are you talking about? Is everything okay? And uh, and she's like, that, all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, I I'm not sure. I mean, I can I can turn it off if you want. And she's like, yeah, just like just like turn off your camera. I'm like, okay. And then I I do that and I go on mute and I go berserk because it was the it was successful yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what I wanted. It was successful. They saw they saw that I was in class. They heard everybody, but they uh but it was none of the the problems with with recording people's faces, recording like all that kind of stuff. So uh, I was I was ecstatic and I'm like, you guys did amazing. You guys were you did it perfectly. You guys did it absolutely perfectly. I could not ask for a better time. Thank you guys. But I was like, I was like hysterical. I was having a great time. Yeah. And uh and then one of the people in my uh in my class was like, hey, hey what's up, Twitch? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone was like having a good time. And then after that, I had to, funnily enough, go to React that day. 
So I had to leave class early and and go film with them. And um and that they didn't like that either. They didn't like that I left school without without telling yeah. ahead of time or something like that. I forget. The next day, my dad gets a call and he's like, uh, from the school, be like, we're gonna need you and your son to come in. And he's like, What's this about? And they were being assholes about it. They're like, Oh, you know why? Like being fucking coy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And my dad's like, No, I don't understand what, what you're talking about. And he's like, Your son live streamed during class. We're gonna need to talk uh talk to you and your son about it. And he's like, Okay. My dad doesn't think much of it. Who ca- who cares, you know? Yeah. And uh, cause my, and my dad, I, on the live stream, I'd called my dad being like, it was a really funny live stream. He's like, that's great, buddy. Blah, blah, blah. And, and so he knew about it. We go, we go in it's four people. There was the, uh, two deans, the head of security and the assistant principal. <laughs> head of security. Yeah. Or like something like that. I for a school. I forget. It was like assistant principal, vice principal. There was like, there's four people. It was a point. Yeah. And because it was still the pandemic, it was, you know, um, the table was set up long way. So <laughs> Everybody spaced out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was, the, the table was set up long way. So the four people on one end and my dad on the other, it felt like uh, like something out of like Inglorious Bastards or yeah. something. Like <laughs> yeah. something super funny like that. And so we're like, okay, let's discuss this. Probably going to get in trouble. Who cares? It yeah, was yeah. like my senior prank, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And And they're like, you had malicious intent to try to take down this teacher. This and that. I'm like, hold, 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 hold up, relax. I, what the fuck are you talking about? So to jump in really quick, interject in the middle of this podcast. No, this is not an ad. Normally, I don't edit these podcasts. We like to just let them go. But at this specific point, the internet in Jackson's neighborhood actually went out, and I sat on this Zoom call for maybe 20 minutes, waiting for him to come back, and he actually. Didn't get his internet back. He had to use his hotspot on his phone to get back on. So just know that there was a weird break here. And that's why it's going to sound weird how he starts retelling the story. But it worked out. So with all that out of the way, let's jump right back into this one. So continue continue us from, uh, you know, getting there and being at the table and all that stuff with everybody. Yeah. So um, I think where I left off, they they were saying... Yeah, you have malicious intent to try to take down this teacher. And and my dad and I are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is... No, that's not what's happening. And I, I did it because I thought it was funny. I uh, th- When am I going to say that I uh, I was in like the pandemic being able... Oh, I streamed during my, my class. Like, mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was the end of the world. And, there, and the, the teacher, I'm pretty sure, she had recorded my vod on her phone like of her laptop being like yeah like, yeah it's like it was it was funny just seeing them pull that up as evidence yeah being like you try to you try to take down this teacher i didn't think much of it and the reason why they had it as such a problem was because i had i had been like thanking everyone after being like oh my god you guys did great like and because I, I was freaking out and i was having a yeah. blast afterward that's what that's what got me and uh, my dad was like, he's never been to the principal's office and you're making a big deal about this. You're wanting to to punish him for something that was maybe even a slap on the wrist. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah. Uh, have you done this before? Do you make money off of this stuff? Do you, are you are you they at, like interrogating me? Yeah. And we're just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like we 
and what I had failed to realize is that a couple weeks prior, there was this teacher that had worn a Black Lives Matter shirt and a parent had taken a picture of that and put it on Facebook being like, this is disgusting. And they had gotten a bunch of Facebook people to harass that teacher. Okay. And so that was going to be where I was going to kind of come from with this. I was going to say, I get where you're coming from and it seems a little overblown, but I have seen cases online of kids that have like live streamed or, uh, you know, done stuff like that where it's led to a lot of backlash for other people. So I wonder if that's why they were freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like I'm not like, I seriously, as you told the story, like even in my mind, I was like, it's innocent. It's goofy, whatever. Like if you clearly didn't have intent to do anything towards the teacher, or any of the other students, like, you know, no big deal. But I, I kind of get that side of that argument where they were, you know, bringing up those other things. Is it worthy of an expulsion? I don't know. So like round us, round us up, take us home there. What happened there? Yeah. So they, they were saying, yeah, he's going to get suspended. And we're like, okay. Um, my dad was was still freaking out about that because they were just because uh, again How I've never been to the principal's office. Hold on, how are they going to suspend you from online classes? Just not let you go to the online class? Fuck <laughs> if I know, bro. I have absolutely no clue. And I, uh, my dad was still freaking out. Like, why is this a suspension thing? Yeah. Why is this even on the table for so- clean record? My dad was defending yeah. me so well in this because i there was a point where they just stopped kind of stopped listening and was talking to my dad being like you're you're a bad parent why would you let him do this like like stuff like that and i can understand the uh the wanting to kind of like discipline me after the whole teacher thing that had happened a couple weeks prior what i also didn't realize is that they had put out an email being like no one is allowed to record no one's allowed to do anything literally that morning which i had not seen Ah, so they were trying to make an example out of me and trying to go above and beyond. And so they're like, "Okay, we're going to discuss this. The four people leave the room and my dad and I are just like, what the hell's going on? What is what is this? And they come back in the room about like five minutes later and they're like, all right, so you have two options. One, you voluntarily leave to go to a different school for the semester. And next semester, if you're quote unquote good enough, we'll let you come back. The other option is you can go in front of the administration board and state your case. They like you, you stay. You don't, you get expelled. And those are the two options at the table. And I was in shock. I was completely just, I I was blank face staring like at the table, just like, what the fuck is happening? My dad is now like furious at them being like, are you kidding me? For, For any of the stuff that's happening. And they're like, yep, those are your two options. And... I then start breaking out crying because I'm like, this is my this is my senior year of high school. And you're you kidding me for for something that was maybe even a slap on the wrist. And they're like, yeah, yeah, this is this is how it's going to go. And so I'm like, I want to I I at least want to guaranteed in back into school. I mean, I'll uh, what? And they uh, the the assistant principal is like, yeah, I would. If I if he was a kid in my class, I wouldn't want him either. Yeah, I wouldn't like they were they were saying that to my face. Yeah. All this stuff. My dad's like, you wouldn't want a straight A student. You wouldn't want someone that uh, that has never gotten in trouble any of this stuff in your classroom. And he was defending me like, yeah, I wouldn't. I was trying to trying to antagonize my dad. And 
we had gone with the option to to go to a different school for the semester and uh one of the deans was actually like helping us through it being like look this is this is kind of stupid the other people are going above and beyond and we're like okay and i had gone to a it was basically like a summer school for the semester where mm -hmm. uh you'd go in one week they give you work and you've turned it in by the end of the week that sort of thing and i had finished it in like november before before school had even ended i'm like okay it, and that that school was like you know we kind of need students i mean uh you get to finish class early you get to do all this stuff and i'm i'm like i'm considering it and uh and then i'm like you know what why don't i just stay for the semester why don't i stay for the next semester and so i i had asked the dean being like hey would it be cool if i had stayed here for the second semester you guys don't have to worry about me i'm not going to like a stream during class, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and they're like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, as long as I come back for like graduation and prom and all that kind of stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, sure, I guess, cool." So I in I had ended up finishing in February for like all of my classes, and I would be ready to graduate by February. And 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 so uh, I'd emailed the dean back. The dean's like, uh, "I was like, yeah, I'd finished all my classes. Can I get all the information for prom and graduation?" Like, "Yeah, absolutely. Just email this head of security guy." And uh, we'll get you started. So email him. And the guy was like, yeah, you didn't opt to come back. So uh, you don't get to graduate with us. You don't get to do anything with us. Sorry. Uh, and I'm just like, are you are you kidding me? Are you you're serious about this? That I had done you guys a favor. You guys were so afraid of me coming back that I stayed for the second semester. And it was it was a deal that I would be able to graduate with everybody. Yeah. And you're not giving me that deal. And he's like, yeah, sorry. Good luck on your future endeavors. Like, you. So what did they do? Just get, send you a, a graduation diploma and you didn't get to participate in anything else? That's the thing. I have an Italian mom. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> yeah. So um... say no more, dude. <laughs> so my mom was furious. Went yeah. past that head of security, went straight to the principal. Was like, you promised him a deal. This is how it's going to go. You're going to let him go to prom. You're going to let him go to graduation. You're going to let him have grad night. And I'm not taking no for an answer. And the principal's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and what had happened was when graduation came around, uh, they had given me my, my cap and gown and they had given me everything. But for the, for the diploma, they had given me a blank thing so that, uh, because I would be getting the diploma from the other school. Mm. So, um, they had, they had let me walk with everyone. They let me go to prom. They let me do, uh, like again, reluctantly for graduation. I had to talk to the head of security and he was still an asshole about it. Being like, are you supposed to be here? Are you like still giving me a hard time? And I'm like, yeah, dipshit. Yeah. I'm supposed to fucking be here. Yeah. I sw you're lucky. I don't get my Italian mom <laughs> to come <laughs> up to you. Like it was, it was the worst, but, um, just the best part about it was that I got to graduate early. I got mm -hmm. to, again. I finished in February, so I had about, like, four months to do whatever the hell I wanted. Just, like, stream, just kind of get everything done. But it was still stressful on me because they had put so much pressure on me to be this this perfect person uh, to... And they, they weren't taking no for an answer at all. They were no matter what. And if my mom hadn't gone to the principal, I would not have gone to my graduation and graduated with my friends. So... That's crazy. I mean, that whole story makes me realize like how different times are too. It's like one, I never, I never had to navigate that whole, you know, something like COVID during school. Like that just wasn't a thing, but like, dude, when I was a senior in high school, 
we get suspended just for having a cell phone on us in class. Yeah. But, but this was 2004 and everybody's top of the line cell phones at the time were like big brick Nokia phones that only texted and had snake on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have a Blackberry? <laughs> what? Did you have a Blackberry? I never had a Blackberry. No, I, I was, uh, I always kept it simple with my phones. Uh, Nextel. I don't know if you know what Nextel is. Nextel. I don't. I don't. Oh, this usually, is great. Usually I know stuff. No, I, no, I do not great. know Nextel. Dude, that, that'd be a good react thing because this would blow your guys' minds. Uh, Nextel was this around 2004, 2005. It was mm. a cell phone brand, but it was also a fucking walkie talkie. So instead of texting friends and shit, you could pull them up on your phone and hold the button on the side of the phone and it would beep their phone and you just talk into it and wherever it is, it, it just plays like a walkie talkie. Oh. Dude. Oh. It, that was a nightmare for years because you'd be like hanging out at a party or hanging out with friends and everybody's like, you just hear the beep and then somebody's voice coming up and like nobody would call each other. They're just like, oh yeah, let me next tell them. And you just beep beep. And then like, yo, where you at? <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. yeah my yeah. sister, my sister's in her thirties. She had a, uh, it was one of those sliding phones where yeah. uh screen slide it, that sort of thing, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the standard sort of thing. And I think, um, I think, First time I got a phone, I was in sixth grade because I had to, uh, they, my parents wanted me to call them to, for them to pick me up to know where I was going, all that kind of stuff. So that they were like, oh, this is about time. So I got like a Samsung uh, Galaxy S5. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got my first iPhone in like 2011. <laughs> oh, how old are you then? No, uh, so you're past, this is past high school. Oh, yeah. So I, in 2011, I was like 24. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. iPhones weren't really a good thing until about 2010-ish. Like, like to, to, like, the iPhone 4 came out, like, that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, my fr- I think my first one was a 4, yeah. Yeah, my dad That's had cr- the, yeah, my dad had the 4, and uh, I remember he gave me his, his iPhone 1. Uh, it, it didn't have any calling thing, so I can, and I can only use it at home. Yeah, because, so it's I basically mean, a glorified, like, iPod, iPod touch or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was basically an iPod touch and I remember dropping to the toilet and it's done. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's so crazy how much technology has changed, dude, even from the time I went to high school until now. I mean, I know you're young, so you don't remember a lot of that stuff, but dude, technology has progressed so much, even in just the last like ten years, to the point where it's like it's mind blowing. Dude, when I went to college was the first time I ever saw high speed internet. Mm. Like gr- growing up, it was it was modem it was phone line yeah. AOL dude like <laughs> and and now it's like you know we look we look back on those things where it's like if I was downloading songs from like LimeWire or Napster or something to make a CD it would take four hours to download one song and Damn. now now it's like the click of a button it's like done if I were to download a song now it'd be like two seconds yeah like it's and insane. I I'm in that that middle generation where I didn't grow up with a phone I grew up with the phone if that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. i um i still had a vcr i still had uh cds and cassettes and all that kind of stuff growing up and um but also i grew up when yeah when when iphones were just coming out and all that kind of stuff when the internet was finally getting its footing and i that's i think that's partially why i know so much is that i i've i've grown up with i'm I think like two years later, I would have been the same as Lucas. I'm telling you, I am. Yeah. And you know, you said your older sister's in her thirties. That's, that's the last generation. Like my generation is the last one that's on that cuff of like, 
we're going to remember all that old shit because yep. like, you know, we, we saw the, the change of everything. Um, you know, I still remember like when I was a kid, dude, to, to this day right now, I could rattle you off 10 different people's home phone numbers because when we went out as kids and we'd be at a friend's house, we literally just memorized our friends and our home phone numbers to call everybody. Cause like nobody had cell phones or anything like the only reason my parents wanted me to get a cell phone was when I, when I got my driver's license, that was, mm. that was it. And again, it was like that Nokia where dude, back then you didn't have unlimited minute plans and stuff like that. It was minute by minute. Yeah. You, you got like, it. you got, you could get plans with like a hundred minutes a month. I had my first cell phone was track phone which was a phone that you could get at Walmart and you bought prepaid minute cards at Walmart for like 20 bucks and loaded them onto the phone. So like a burner so, phone sort of pretty much what a burner phone would be now. Yeah. 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 Mm. This was a huge thing cause it was fairly cheap. So, um, it was like, I would get like 50 minutes a month and then it had rollover. So like, it, like if you used 40 minutes, it would add your 10 you didn't use into the next month. That was a huge thing back in the day. Rollover minutes. Mm. Text messaging was 20 cents per sent or received text message. And now oh. it's, you know, unlimited, no problem. Cause everybody texts now. Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy to look back and see how that stuff used to be. And now it's like unlimited data, unlimited calling, unlimited texting. Where back when I first got my cell phone, it's like, like, yeah, we, we made our phone calls fast when we needed to make them because we didn't know what kind of, you know, it was still like you only used your cell phone when you were outside of your house. When you were in your house, you would still use the home phone for everything. See, because... I would I would call my my friend uh, Otto. I was known this guy since I was in preschool. I like in middle school, I used the landline to to call him to play Minecraft and I would I would yes. just have it on speaker and my parents couldn't use the phone. Because, uh, you know, uh, the moment they picked up the phone, they would just hear his voice. And yeah. uh, it was it was the funniest time because I would always and that was I think his was the only number I remembered because, I mean, kind of had to to, yeah. to call him to call his home phone. And it was the best. I, I those were the golden times. Those were <laughs> for me. That was dude. Oh, you will God. never know. I don't think you'll ever know. I, maybe you do. I don't I don't know. But mm -hmm. as a middle schooler. Or like a like an early high schooler before I had a cell phone, the fear of getting somebody's phone number that you liked and calling their house and having one of their parents answer and have to be like, oh, oh. hi, is uh, is Jessica there? And they be like, who is this, <laughs> dude? See, I had that, but I I never had a crush on anyone, anyone in middle school, so it was yeah. always Otto's parents and be like, oh, yeah. hand the phone to Otto, just like yeah. do that, and they're just like, I, and they just <laughs> yeah, give it yeah, over, dude. It's. That that'll that'll put some fear in you as a young one, dude. Like yeah. calling calling somebody's house for the first time and getting their parents instead of them and having to ask for them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is funny. I feel like we could do like a whole talk on just like just old internet stuff. I mean, not, old, not just not old internet stuff, old technology. Dude, dude, yeah. and that's that's what I find again, going back to the beginning of this podcast, what I find interesting about you guys discovering music is like again, the frame of reference because I know people like to give you a hard times for not knowing a lot of stuff that you guys have checked out on React. But sure. the, the reality is there's a lot of stuff that people my age wouldn't know because it's the same thing. Their parents listened to it or something like uh, there. Was, I can't remember his name, but on the most recent hip hop video, there was a kid that brought up a really good. He said multiple times. I think it was during California Love. He was like, I know the song, but I don't know the artist. And I sat there and I, I talked to the chat about it. I was like, it's actually a really good point. 
Like these kids do that a lot where they know the song and they don't know the artist. There are people my age that are like that with a lot of songs. Me growing mm -hmm. up listening to a lot of my dad's classic rock, there are so many songs that people, when they hear it come on, they know it, they know the words, they know the melodies, but they could not for the life of them tell you who the actual artist is. So yeah, it's interesting to have the older people watch the Gen Z react stuff and, and shit on you guys. But the reality is there is stuff that they wouldn't know that the older generation would shit on them for too. Like yeah. for sure. And I, you know, I kind of brought that up too. I was like, frame of reference is very interesting because you know, frame of reference is everything depending on how old you are. Cause when mm. they showed, when they showed ice cube, there were a couple people that were like, Oh, I recognize him. the actor. Yeah. Like I recognize him for movies. And I was like, you know, I'm like, it's a, it's a good point for frame of reference though. Cause yeah. like, you know, his music was huge in the early and mid nineties when I was growing up. So obviously we know him as the rapper, but if that's what you grew up seeing, you know, like there, there are people that don't even know that ice T is a rapper. They just know him as the guy on, uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He, like I, th the reason I know so much about music is because, um, growing up in the car with my dad, he would he would always play his music. He would always play his uh, '80s new wave. He would play um, he would play classic rock, all that kind of stuff. So I know all of the classics, um, and that's that's what I started off as as my favorite music. Uh, his yeah. favorite were, were the Beatles and uh, David Bowie, yeah, easily. Okay. And I grew up listening to that. I know all the Beatles songs. I know just about all of David Bowie songs at this point. Yeah, uh, but. Knowing all those classic 80s songs, uh, that's what I only listened to in like middle school and high school. And then I started branching off into uh, it went from 80s and 70s and 80s to uh, modern hip hop. It, it like it was or not even I think it's hip hop like Tyler, the creator, like uh, his yeah, sort yeah, sure. of stuff. Yeah. And then from there, just that sort of morphed into just its own thing and it for a while it was just my dad's songs and his and loving his songs and now i'm finally at the point where i like my own style of music and the, the style that i like now are the strokes uh daft punk um what else it was gorillas for a while the new stuff sucks i'm really not a fan it, of it dude this is so interesting because you're you're 19 Dude, this is going to change so much over the next so ever many years. Because I'll even tell you right now as a 35-year-old, my music tastes have changed in the last five years. Yeah. Like, it, it's just going to constantly evolve and change. You're going to dive down holes where, like, I mean, even in the world of metal, it's like, if you start looking at the music markets between Europe and the U.S. and stuff, dude, the, it is hard for bands outside of the U.S. to get big here nowadays. Mm -hmm. There are bands in Europe that sell out arenas everywhere they go and nobody knows who they are in the U.S. So yeah. like diving into rabbit holes with artists like that is always fun because you'll start discovering new things that you possibly thought you would never like that you really do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I the the only thing I really know about metal, I I when I was talking about it in the Slipknot video mm -hmm. and obviously they cut out a lot of stuff that I talked about because I in the video, I was the mellow one. And I was just like, yeah, I like this, I, but I'm I'm not crazy about it. I understand why people like it, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But they cut that out because it wasn't yeah. the, the general consensus. Yeah. And I was cool with that. And I knew I was going to get hate for it, but I was like, whatever. 
And the the only metal that I really know uh, is Metallica, really. Okay, and fair. when it comes to metal, I was I said at the beginning of the video, I said, I like metal. I don't like heavy metal. I gave you a hard time for that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, and my my point was, I like Metallica. I don't like new metal. I, I don't I, like screamo I that that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. And I and obviously I don't know the distinctions. And I yeah. I went in. I don't and I looked up the the different well, uh, the different so genres than, of metal more so than any other genre of music. Metal has more subgenres than anything. It's ridiculous, actually. It's yeah. to a point where it's like stupid. And I I I I think the extent of my metal knowledge is if you can't read the name. Uh, be afraid. <laughs> yeah, where uh, where if it's if it's a bunch of scribbles and they're from Germany, oh, you're yeah, for a good don't time. let that scare you though. There's some great bands, but it, but again, I will say it goes back to frame of reference because for me, Slipknot is legendary because now I'll I'll, I'll be that person to say like you said about like gorillas and stuff. It's like their newer stuff hasn't hit me as much as their older stuff. Mm -hmm. But and they didn't really show you a lot of really old stuff. That's what actually was kind of like weird about that video. Mm -hmm. um, Slipknot, when they came out, was something people hadn't really heard. Now, what I mean by that is there, there have been heavy bands forever. But sure. Slipknot was, dude, you so you wouldn't have been born when Slipknot's first two albums came out. That shit was so game changing. And so, like, nobody had heard metal that was that angry, that was that heavy, that was that brutal at a mainstream level. I mean, these guys were mainstream. They were on the radio. They were all over MTV, TRL, selling out arenas all over the world in, like, 2000, 2001. Like, watching the progression of Slipknot hitting the scene and seeing what they did, of course, as bands get older and they change over time, their style and a lot of things change, but... Slipknot's first two albums from 1999 and 2001 are regarded as like massive moments for metal because the of holy era. how no. crazy it was. Like, yeah, dude. And I mean, around the same time, you had bands blowing up that you would never think about now. It's like Limp Bizkit got huge. Korn got huge. The whole new metal movement of the early 2000s was insane. So to actually be there and go through that, I think that gives you that would give you a little more perspective on like... Yeah on it changing music and stuff like that. So I, I, I totally understand the face value, the Gen Z reacts of watching some Slipknot videos and like being like, I don't get it. Like, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, but as you know, like we said, you know, rage views and rage clicks are a thing and people like, and you know, that's the bummer about the internet too, is like interaction drives algorithms. So if you know, give it to reacts producers, you know, they're, they're going to edit that in a way that's going to get people to interact with it. And they sure yeah. fucking did. Yeah. With that video, um, usually they pick me for the music videos because I, I understand. And I, I'm, I'm more into the music scene than a lot of other reactors. So I can tell, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like I have a base back there. Like, yeah. I'm, um, and I, I understand where people are coming from, and I understood Slipknot. Mm -hmm. They choose me as the usually the one guy that understands, and everyone else they get uh, to uh, to just kind of talk about it. And uh, and also, a lot of popular music now is not even close to what Slipknot is. Like, yeah. so, and if that's what people are listening to, of course they're going to be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like, they will. They they're of course they're not going to understand. And that's obviously what drives clicks. And they like, yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, there were so many comments because like 
by today's stand by Slipknot standards now, they're not that heavy. Like compared mm-hmm. to a lot of other bands that are big now. I mean, I can, th- I, I could rattle you off 20 bands right now that are way heavier and more brutal than Slipknot that are still pretty big that there were a lot of people in the comments that were like, dude, are they ever going to show these kids like Lorna Shore or Slaughter to Prevail or anything like that? Cause like Slipknot's new metal is very tame compared to a lot of like deathcore and death metal bands that are out now that would yeah. actually, I think that would make for such a funny video, but, um, it would be very niche because I mean, deathcore is more popular than ever right now. Like it's huge. Mm. Um, but I, I think it would be kind of wild for that. I mean, there's, there are some other bands, uh, yeah, we can talk about this off screen and I can tell you about it, but there are some other bands that I think would be great for react content as well. But I understand why they pick the bands they do because, you know, same, same with the, the nineties hip hop one. It was like, there were other artists I would have personally thrown in there, but I get, oh, wh- oh. I get why they chose what they did. It's also, I mean, they chose the most popular ones, but they also, the reason why a lot of comments are like, why didn't they choose this? Why didn't they choose that? Is because of Sony and, uh, so that and because was, of uh, that was, demonetization. Yeah, for sure. And I get that, like doing music reactions on my own sometimes and stuff. I totally understand how that copyright game goes and stuff. Like I get it. Like yeah. I, I'm at the point in my channel where I don't care if it's a, if it's a band on a label or a publisher that I know is going to give me a hard time, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah, and you know it a lot better than the producers do. I mean, like, like, <laughs> being, like being in the scene, knowing uh, uh, which artists are signed to which labels, it makes yeah. it a lot easier than having to like, okay, is this UMG? Is this fucking Sony? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Like, like, having to figure that shit out is a pain. But um, and a lot of times they'll reuse uh certain songs that were in other videos. Yeah, like, there was one about like the most popular music videos of all time. And some of those were in like the, uh, just in a different video about '80s music, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And yeah, they have to use what they can. And there's only so. M- I I I wonder who they're gonna pick next for for like music stuff because we don't know anything ahead of time. Yeah. Well, we was, we genuinely don't. I was gonna say, so, dude. Yeah. If you're tight with your producers, fucking tell them to hit me up because I have contacts at damn near every label and publisher that I could fucking get you down some good roads for some shit. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think what's it called? Like, um, we try to get whoever we can in the studio. Like, mm-hmm. we got one of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Uh, and I got to meet. I got to meet him. Really nice guy. Just like I, I was waiting. Uh, he was talking to one of the reactors, and she was like freaking out. And I just, since I don't know the Backstreet Boys very well, and I know that obviously they're huge. I just wanted to shake his hand and be like, yeah. "Hey, you're cool. Yeah. Good job." And um, but they try to get whoever they can. And for one of the the Weezer videos, since I. I fucking love Weezer. Absolutely I love them. I grew up on their old CDs. Oh, have the, yeah. just great stuff. And uh, I was begging the producers to get Weezer in the studio, and they tried their best, and they they couldn't. So um, it is what it is. But they try to get whoever they can in for for React stuff because that oh, huge. dude, I'm not talking about coming in. I'm talking no, I, no, I just yeah, like I'm talking like hey, if you need contacts to do some more obscure music because of label and publishing issues. I'll fucking help out because through doing this YouTube journey, I've, I know somebody at most every label. So that's awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's one of the big games on YouTube with react is like a lot of people that do reactions. They just react to everything because they're going for views, which if Mm -hmm. that's what you're trying to do, that's cool. But most content creators would like to monetize their content. 
So I got to a point where I made good relationships with all of the labels of bands that I like to check out. So if you see me do a reaction, unless it's something wild, like your Metallica or like Linkin Park or something like that. I I think on my channel in the last like six months, I've had one copyright claim and it was like Rammstein. Like, because again, I I don't do anything unless I know it's uh, a label is going to clear it for me. Cause yeah. like, I, I just, I, I'm not dicking around with it anymore. <laughs> like there's no, um, point. it's, it's not worth the hassle. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like the react the react, whoever edits the react videos, I've noticed they do a very good job at having the audio of the music there enough where you know what you guys are watching, but it's also buried enough under you guys talking and other parts and cut out and stuff to where I, I know they're monetizing those videos because they've edited it so well. Yeah. And that's they, that's they, uh, very good. They make sure of that shit. They they make sure to completely, uh, make sure everything is okay beforehand. Try to try to research all the songs, what labels they're on, all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm just glad I'm a part of it now because it's been through so. React has been through so many changes. It has been like first it was the Fine Brothers. Well, I was like when I was 11. Then they, they they were still on the up and up. They they went from one floor to uh to two floors to the whole building. To then, um, uh, to then, going through a bunch of controversies, and uh, then the pandemic, and then a bunch of everybody leaving, and then them having to sell the company, and then them having to uh, go go under new management, rebrand. Literally every I've been through all of that, and I think right now we are at such a good place on the channel yeah. to where um, everyone is having such a good time. Everyone, we realize that views are going back up again. Everyone is like, because we have two channels. It's React and then it's People vs. Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And People vs. Food is killing. And we yeah. didn't realize that. I've, At the time, it was just not. I've I've you seen know? a few of those, which is which is always fun. But like, I, you know, I focus on the music stuff. So I watch a lot of the you guys reacting to music. But yeah, food, food would be a good one too. I mean, yeah. for, for anybody. And I obviously see the numbers there and it's killing it. And I think one of the big things people need to differentiate too, that people don't know, uh, react is still associated with the fine brothers so much. And people feel mm-hmm. a certain way about them that there, yeah. are, there are still people that shit on the react channel because they're like, they're like, Oh, the fine brothers are full of shit. I'm like the fine brothers haven't been doing this channel for a fucking while, dude. They sold it. Like before the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, or actually, they, uh, I think they sold it. Actually, the beginning of the pandemic, around that time, and uh, there were, they had like three channels. They had FBE, FBE two, and Try Not To. And Try Not To at the time was actually it was such a good outlet because they um a lot of times it's like try not to laugh, try not to do this, blah blah blah. But they edited it in such a way where it looked really professional. It looked really nice. Mm-hmm. And then the producer for that channel uh, left, completely left the channel. So it was like a shell of what it was. And they sold that to a bunch of TikTokers and they <laughs> ruined the channel. Yeah. It, it completely killed the Try Not To channel. Like if you go to it now, it is just, it. Um, what's it called? It was just really poorly edited. Like it was like a TikTok like house doing like, somewhat doing like sciencey video it just it didn't make sense and it yeah. just it, they, it completely I, killed the channel it still blows my mind thinking about the fact that there are content channels that are being sold like yeah. i couldn't imagine getting an offer to sell my channel to somebody <laughs> i mean at that point i mean after the controversy that they had before the pan like during the pandemic they had to 
You know, there was no way they could have made money with everyone leaving and nobody wanted to, to be affiliated with them. Nobody yeah. wanted to be affiliated with the fine bros. And um, and now they're they're off doing their own thing. But um, I will say the fine brothers at the like before before all the controversy stuff, um, they were nothing but the kindest people. And they, mm -hmm. they made sure to treat at least the, re the reactor side of it pretty well, pretty yeah. uh, for me specifically. I have no qualms against them. Uh, for for behind the scenes with their with the editors and with their uh with some of the producers, I can't speak for them because they they had a completely different thing. I would go in there once a month; they would be there every day. So, uh, I mean, from from my end, all I could say, I mean, I I have to say thank you because without them, I wouldn't be here. I would yeah. not be uh somewhat where I was, and it's still very interesting to think about because there there have been times when I'm like live streaming and thinking if I wasn't on there I wouldn't have this many people watching me I wouldn't have this I wouldn't have any of this setup For like sure. I have like a three to four thousand dollar PC from just saving up from react and saving up from streaming to to buy that yep. and I would not have anything if it wasn't for them and but I do think that where where the react channel is now it is in a, in a much better place and it's so much healthier i think it's it's a lot less people it's a lot a lot more scaled down and um it's just in general so much better you know like it is not to diss the fine bros when they had it but it was it feels more healthy i guess yeah I and mean, change is a good thing sometimes you know yeah and they, I guess when they were, they've been doing it for so long. I mean, it's only a matter of time before they, they had to sell it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of your, uh, your streaming and all that stuff, um, we're going to, we're going to start wrapping up this episode of the podcast, but before we do that, um, where, where can people find you, uh, when you're streaming or when you're doing content, what are, are you on Twitch? Are you on uploading stuff to YouTube? Where, where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, so right now, the best place for people to find me would be I'm on the, the three main platforms that I'm on would be YouTube, Twitch and TikTok. Those are the those okay. are the three main things. I mean, Instagram, I'm the most active only because uh, like people some people use tw uh, Twitter, some people use Instagram at this point since I have the most on there. I just kind of advertise on there. But yeah. the, the places where I am actually making content would be. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok. Those are the, those are the three main places. Is your and, is, is your uh, handle the same on all of those? Uh, pretty much. It's either Jackson HH or Jackson Hibbler. Okay. Uh, one of the two. I think Twitch, Twitch for me is the one where I I try my best on, and the one where I'm I try to be most active on. Uh, so actually, if anything, Twitch is the best place to find me at uh, Jackson HH. Okay. Cool. Well, for anybody that's uh watching this on YouTube, I'll have links to all of that stuff in the description. Uh, for those of you on Spotify, just write it down or remember it later or anything like that. But man, this was super fun just sitting and talking to you about just just react stuff and then mental health stuff online. Like I actually I love these conversations because this honestly just felt like just hanging out and talking to a friend rather than I didn't even think about the fact that you were 19 until, you know, you had said it. Yeah, I love <laughs> making people feel old. I love that. That's like, oh, it gives me a rush. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of touring, though, too. Like you know, when I tour in the music industry, all the, all the crews are so different aged that after a certain point, you don't even think about it. 
So yeah. it's like, you know, like one of my best friends that I ever made on a tour is like 70 years old. And when we worked, wow. when we worked together, like it, you'd never even thought about it. We just hung out and whatever. So you know, that's what I liked about this. It's like, yeah. And yeah. I love that. I mean, a lot of my, like, like I said, a lot of my friends are a lot older than me. Um, my close group of friends are my age, but I have a couple groups of friends that are just like 20s to 30s to 40s that just, we talk, we chat shit. Who cares? You know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for joining me on here, man. And, um, you know, stick around for a second because I want to talk to you a little more when we're done here. But uh, yeah, for everybody listening, you can check them out on normally on the React channel and we'll have all the social media links and everything linked in the YouTube video. But Jackson, thank you very much one more time for joining me on here, man. I appreciate it. No, thank you. I, I had a, a blast. I love talking about anything and everything. So thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, that's going to wrap up our conversation part of this episode. And thank you so very much to Jackson for jumping on here and spending really a couple hours with me um, on this, including the time that his internet went out and stuff like that. But this was really fun, man. And I also think it was kind of interesting just because of our age difference. I mean, we almost have 20 years between us. I think it's more like 17 or something. So it's interesting to get the perspective of somebody that's much younger and, you know, the conversation just felt very natural, even with that age difference. And he was a really cool dude to talk to and all of the little things about React Media and the stuff that he's gone through over the years with this stuff. It was pretty wild, man. And again, I'm so happy he was so open and honest about a lot of this stuff because there were a lot of things that came up that I just didn't expect. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed talking to him. Just as another reminder, um, if you want to keep up with Jackson away from the React channel, uh, at Jackson HH, again, that is J-A-X-O-N-H-H. That is his handle on just about everything on social media. Again, a YouTube channel, a Twitch channel, Instagram, TikTok, all of that stuff. But you can also catch him on the React channel on YouTube because they are cranking out videos nonstop. He is a part of a lot of them. And... I really enjoy watching them too. So if you haven't seen them, go check it out. It's pretty fun. But thank you to every single person for listening once again. And as always, um, this is a blast. I love doing this. I will be honest, doing these podcasts sometimes is a little more intensive than normal content because after I film, I have to go through and listen to the whole thing and try and adjust audio to the best I can. So I'm not cranking these out all the time, but I'm enjoying doing it a ton. So if there's other kind of guests you want to see or anything like that, let me know whether it's in an Instagram DM or a comment on here. Comments help because that helps with engagement, but I just want to keep bringing cool stuff to you guys. And I really appreciate you guys for listening as always and checking out the content and stuff like that. But that's going to wrap it up for me, man. Episode 27 of the back Lounge podcast. This was an absolute blast. We may have one or two more of these before I go on tour in August. I'm not sure yet, but it might get a little slow after that. But keep on the lookout because I'll announce when new stuff's coming out. But wherever you are in the world, be safe, be kind to each other. I love you all. And I will be back very soon with another episode of the Back Lounge Podcast.